0: Hello everyone and welcome to On the Front Lines of Collapse. I'm your host Christopher Michael, joined as always by Christopher David. Hi everybody. And today we're going to be talking about the freight train that derailed outside of Palestine, Ohio on February 3rd. So let's get into it. So if you haven't looked on the news or you haven't had anyone tell you about it on social media, there was a, a train that derailed in Palestine, Ohio. ...that was carrying dangerous chemicals, including vinyl chloride. It wasn't a major story when it first happened, even though it was a pretty big derailment, something like 21 or 50 cars or something like that. The, the main problem, though, is is the chemicals and the burning. There was supposedly an explosion after the derailment, and then it burned for three days... And then they did another burn-off explosion to get rid of the rest of the chemicals. Because apparently that's the only way that they can uh, deal with them in this situation, which is kind of crazy.
1: It really is. And you got to wonder the masterminds behind deciding that. And, you know, if it gets into the stream, obviously there's not a whole lot you can do apart from stopping it from getting any further downstream. Which they do have materials to be able to go across the stream and at least get the stuff that's on the top. But anything that mixes into the water is going to continue polluting downstream. But it's just amazing that that's the avenue that they wanted to go down.
0: I don't know anything about chemical engineering or any of that type of stuff, but I don't know why the first answer is burn it. They did a one mile radius evacuation, but people, even up to 10 miles away, were smelling the chlorine that was burning. Sure. Yeah. In this, there was a, an absolutely heartbreaking video that I saw on uh, Twitter this morning of a lady uh, 10 miles away from the radius of the derailment. All of her chickens were dead. We've seen other videos of fish in ponds in, in streams and rivers that are dead in the surrounding area. We have no idea about the animals that live in the forest. You know, there could be deer that are dead all over the place or bears that are dead. And they're just giving scant information. They're not telling the even the people that live in the area enough about what's going on. And so it just really begs the question of, does this come from, because we talk about, oh, is this a major plan of the parasitic elites? I don't think so. I think it comes down to incompetence.
1: It's exactly what happened in Jackson, Mississippi, when you had the managerial class not doing their fucking jobs. Because they want to save as much money as possible, or they want to accrue as much money as possible, and that means cutting corners. Mm -hmm. So you don't have routine maintenance making sure that these trains work. Or in the case of Jackson, you don't have pipes that are working properly and pumps working efficiently to pump water where it needs to be. This is just all part of the systemic collapse that you have people that have existed in... Government and the political establishment for decades and never once having to do their job efficiently.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, And you can see it in this one because about 48 hours after the National Transportation Safety Board released their preliminary findings, indicating that the derailment was caused by a mechanical issue on one of the car's axles. So this is obviously being chalked up to incompetence either on behalf of the inspectors, the operators of the train, the company that owns the train. And then I want to specifically say the train was not equipped with electronically controlled pneumatic brakes, and a former Federal Railroad Administration official claimed that would have mitigated the severity of this accident. Mm -hmm. Here's the kicker. In 2017, Norfolk Southern, which is the company that owns this freight line had successfully lobbied to repeal the regulations requiring the use of such brakes on trains carrying hazardous materials
1: so what does that successfully lobbied" mean it means paid off politicians so an act of greed Mm -hmm. caused the death of these animals caused the permanent pollution of these water systems it's going to take quite a long time to get that out of the stream bed
0: We have no idea how long it could take. What people are saying on social media, they're saying this is the Chernobyl of Ohio. Absolutely. And it's not just affecting Ohio Mm -hmm. because it's right on the border of Ohio and Pennsylvania.
1: It's going to affect wherever the wind is blowing, that plume of toxic material.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then it's also close to the Ohio River, Mm -hmm. which is where 30 million Americans get their water from. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's indications that there is some contamination of the river.
1: And there's no way in hell that those outdated water treatment plants are going to be able to handle that type of chemical contamination.
0: And honestly, at this point, how can we trust the government to tell us what is actually happening with the chemicals in the water? Because the EPA is saying, oh, no, this is fine. We're, we're seeing normal levels of this in the air and <laughs> mm-hmm. this in the water. But, you know, these were also the people that forced the vaccinations. They forced the children to uh, leave schools, which has dramatically decreased the scores for schools all across the country. Children are suffering because of that. So how are we supposed to trust the EPA to give us the correct factual information?
1: Well, then that leads into the secretary of transportation. What was he saying?
0: This one kind of pisses me off and I'm going to play the clip just so you can hear exactly what he was, uh, what he was talking about. But he did have a little, I I went on his official Twitter for the secretary of transportation and he had a little clip, but it was all very government jargon. It was not giving any specific information. It was very like thoughts and prayers are with the people of Mm -hmm. Palestine, Ohio, you know they don't need the thoughts and prayers. They need people that are in authority to do what they're actually being overpaid to do. Yes. To pay attention to things and to keep safety at the forefront of their thoughts, which they're not. What he was talking about yesterday that he was uh, part of some panel, some conference. And what he was saying in this is there there are too many white people who are working construction basically. In his own words, this is the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg.
1: To work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges, on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color that finally sees the project come to them. But everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, you know, doing doing the good paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country. If we can tear down those barriers, but that happens at the delivery level.
0: So what he was saying in the clip is that the people that are working construction in these quote minority or lower income neighborhoods, the people working construction don't look like them apparently. And I, I think that's probably just a bunch of bullshit, but why does that have to do with anything? We need help with a gigantic chemical problem.
1: Catastrophe. Yeah. Yes, and then he's worrying about skin color and IQ levels Mm -hmm. and how we don't feel the construction worker outside doesn't look like me. Therefore, that makes me uncomfortable. Fuck off. Yeah, This is insane, and this is what collapse looks like in real time.
0: Yeah, and and the woke agenda is not going to keep you safe. It's not going to put food on the table, and it's not going to keep you healthy.
1: But these people, they live in such a bubble in this microcosm, that is protected from the realities of the world because if they have an issue they just conjure up the federal reserve money printing genie Mm -hmm. and they have a few trillion to send to whatever problem that they have or if somebody complains about it well they'll send the full force of the criminal military cartel and the justice system or injustice system cartel where the FBI is going to bust down your door or the military is going to bomb you back to the Stone Age if you complain about something. So they've never had to be accountable for their incompetence.
0: And they don't have to now. Mm -hmm. The the company, Norfolk Southern, is a $55 billion company. That's the valuation. They offered the town of East Palestine $25,000 or $5 per person for the accident.
1: For potentially permanent uh-huh. damage
0: to the entire region, or death—you mm-hmm. know, damage to the death of the land and the people living on the land—we're already seeing it in the animals, which have smaller bodies, so it's going through them much quicker. Unless
1: you're a canary in the coal mine,
0: right? Absolutely. When when ch- when an entire flock of chickens—and this is a backyard flock; it's not you know some some big factory. When the backyard flocks 10 miles away are dying because of the chemicals, what is that doing to the people? Mm-hmm. They're breathing it in. They're smelling the chlorine in the air. That's That has to be We know that it causes cancer.
1: Then also, we have a $55 billion company that's unable to do basic maintenance mm-hmm. on their trains. And guess what? So the incompetence, laziness, and greed of this company is now... Nationalized, So everyone else has to flip the bill and deal with the consequences of these assholes. Meanwhile, they get to privatize all of their profits.
0: And they're doing stock buybacks. So they're using money to increase the value of their own stocks, which should be illegal, but it's, it's not. That's how they game the system. But instead of actually doing the maintenance that was required of them by law, Should've they been. paid... No, what it was required by law, they paid the politicians to switch it. It was under the Trump administration that they lifted those requirements.
1: And the transportation secretary is like, well, sorry, guys, our thoughts and prayers are with you, even though we're atheists. Good luck. Yeah,
0: good luck. Also, if you're white, good luck. Yeah, you should not be coming. unemployed. Yeah. The reason that we bring this up on the podcast for On the Front Lines of Collapse is because This is going to keep happening Mm -hmm. over and over again. We've already seen two other derailments since since then in Texas and in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. What is going on? It's incompetence and it's malignant incompetence.
1: Yeah, they don't give a shit at all about it. I mean, the entire country is falling apart. And this is just one of many examples, but of huge infrastructure failure and they're partying it up. It's very Hunger Games. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, they're in the capital. Mm-hmm. You know they're sending money to their friends to keep them happy in the
1: Ukraine, mm-hmm.
0: and everything else is being held together with paper clips and gum. That's right. The reason I think that this is a, a really big problem is because I think the majority of the people in this country, in the United States, they're either completely ignorant. They have no idea what's going on. And I think kind of in a way it's a blissful ignorance. They don't want to be paying attention to this because, uh, one of the things is I was listening to a podcast with Joe Rogan and Dr. Phil, and they were saying that, uh, 54% of the population is reading or isn't unable to read even at the basic level.
1: That's 130 million Americans. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying.
0: It's catastrophic, I think. What it also is, is that is what is keeping these people in power. Because they're able to say the same thing year after year, not make any changes. We see them get more wealthy, more bloated. Mm -hmm. The government gets bigger and bigger. The roads get worse. The train tracks get worse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The water treatment is getting worse. We still have... Uh, children that are, that are starving and not able to get the, the proper things that they need for their lives. And that's
1: rising more and more.
0: Absolutely. But everyone is just walking around acting as if everything's normal.
1: And you're saying that this is the zombification.
0: Yeah. I think this is the, the zombification of America that, you know, we were, we're so darn worried about, um, all these different things and that I do think not matter that don't matter. And I I think that a lot of people right now are under this hypnosis, this spell that it's going to get better. We just need to vote the right people in. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think we need to be worried about the stuff that is directly affecting us and where we are around us. So we need to bring it in, make it smaller.
1: I'd also want to say that I think people are, because of the psychosis, it's just crisis after crisis after crisis. On weather.com app this morning, it was talking about a new super virus that's going to kill us all. A few days ago, we were having balloons being dropped on us from China, and now they're UFOs, potentially. And it's just, every, there's the sky is literally falling. Every single day, it's a new catastrophic incident of irrelevance. Mm-hmm. But then the things that we really need to be working on, like you're saying, nobody gives a shit and wants to talk about it. They want to put the fingers in the ears and say, la 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 and go on and tweet about it or, you know, hyper fixate on skin color or their genitals or on gender. It's absurd.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. But that's exactly what they, the parasitic elites want Because we're not going to be paying attention to what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, they're behind the curtain. Don't pay attention to, to, you know, what's going on behind the curtain. But people aren't realizing that it is going to affect them. If it hasn't already, it is going to affect them. And it's going to be soon.
1: Well, we'll see more and more of the breakdown in infrastructure. And that can be from local municipalities and their water treatment and sewage treatment plants, you know, not working or... Having just to go offline for a while until they find parts all the way to possibly, you know, towns and cities going without electricity for a while with rolling blackouts. They threatened that back in the fall. We fortunately haven't seen that for many people. So, you know, that's (laughs) to be continued.
0: And it could have been another scare tactic, too. I think they want to keep us confused and stupid Mm -hmm. and mad at each other.
1: Yeah, and they're doing a great job at it. And to be honest with you, even if everybody, all the citizens collectively were rising up and saying, this is bullshit, we demand you to do X, Y, Z, they don't have the competency in the managerial class to do their job or to do any type of actual work. Hey, Amen. They, they don't have the intelligence for that. So they're going to keep looting and keep everyone else mm-hmm. occupied with you know the, the next shiny UFO.
0: Yep, and they're going to continue to uh, change the language system. They're going to continue. I think they're going to ramp up the authoritarianism of what you can do, what you can't do. We may not be even allowed to talk about these things openly in the next five to ten years. Oh, I'm sure. They're going to clamp down on what they're going to call myths and disinformation Uh, But what it is, is people are talking the truth about a corrupt regime running this country.
1: And what is the truth? The truth is reality. Yeah. So that's all that they can manipulate now. They can't stop that train derailment. They can't stop the, they're getting their asses kicked by the Russians Mm -hmm. in Ukraine, but they can control that narrative and people's perception of it. And that's the last ditch effort of a failing state.
0: Yeah, this is a banana republic. Mm-hmm. It's on the way out. It's mm-hmm. not going to uh, it's not going to go out gracefully. No, It's, it's going to claw it's going to uh, rip a nail off on the door frame on the way out.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I've wrote about in and I posted a little article about that in the forum with Finding Home series that being around or downwind of nuclear power plants Does concern me a lot, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons why we're able to find this property away from most of that. The southeast, unfortunately, is riddled with power plants, and you know what? Chances are, they're not going to have any issues. But you know, this is a really good example of incompetence leading to a huge crisis. Mm in a regional area so with the nuclear power plants it just concerns me because they have all of those spent fuel rods nuclear fuel kept on site there's no collective place that they can go and put it they keep it on site a lot of these places are near large river systems and you know if any of that is handled improperly which at this point is a guarantee it can contaminate permanently contaminate these rivers and the cities downstream of them for eons.
0: Absolutely. When you look at the train derailment near the Ohio river, where 30 million people, like we said, get their water. Mm -hmm. There was a million pounds of vinyl chloride Mm. in those trains.
1: And that didn't just
0: vanish, right? It's in the soil. It was burned into the air. It's going to get into the water. so I think there are, untold damages so it's the same thing if you're near one of these nuclear facilities especially as you were saying for the wind that if they have something you know where a meltdown yeah meltdown the china syndrome um, which is kind of funny i don't even know if we're allowed to call it that anymore (laughs) that's what it used to be called Mm -hmm. you know if that happens are you are you going to be okay are you going to be in that area that's going to be affected you have to uh, pay attention to these things and make decisions based on that for your own resilience
1: at the very least consider it Mm -hmm. obviously we don't know what's going to happen but to just be aware of these long-term pollution events that could cause some serious problems for you and your family and definitely the longevity of your sustainable homestead Mm
0: -hmm. what kind of sucks about you know, the the derailment is because that's a, you know, whether it was an act of God or was incompetence, whatever it was that caused us, it happened in a place that was unsuspecting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. If I lived near that area within 10, 20, maybe even 50 miles, I would really be considering moving if you're able to, because we don't know what the long term Effects of of that is going to be
1: and this is so interesting like how you bring that up because it it's so complex and when you have the secretary of transportation saying that our thoughts and prayers are with and that's it Mm -hmm. it just shows how ignorant and mentally challenged these people are because you're talking about moving well instantaneously their home values plummeted oh gone.
0: There was actually someone I saw on Twitter they were saying, you know, if you're
1: if you're thinking
0: about it, you need to do it now because it could be actually past time that no one would want to to buy it.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's just devastating.
0: It's horrible. Yeah. Cuz a
1: lot you... of people their a lot of people's net worth is based on their house. Absolutely. And their property. You know, and it's it's horrible and it just it really irritates me to see that, oh, well, good luck guys. Yeah, here's, here's a couple bucks, have a sandwich. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. And, and I just think that we're going to see a lot more of this, and it's, it's horrific, and that's why we're trying to encourage folks to think about these things and, you know, the unexpected mm-hmm. and to plan accordingly if they're able to.
0: Yeah, and, and this is why... It it looks like to collapse in real time.
1: That brings up an excellent point. Here in Appalachia, we're seeing this firsthand for us. And one of those things we've seen in articles, Zero Hedge, where they talk about how the countries that are poor and further out from the center of power start falling. And we see that with Peru and Sri Lanka and Pakistan. But that also works for the micro picture In the United States and Appalachia is more or less a backwater not trying to say that derogatorily, but it is it's poor. So we're seeing in our local area things happening that may not be occurring in more affluent areas, but it's something to consider and the drug cartels around here are actually up in the ante with killing people so we've actually had six murders in our area and a woman was shot point blank in a a boat ramp down the street from us a yeah, woman it
0: was probably not within
1: two miles, miles of us right she was shot point blank by a drug dealer and left in the parking lot until first responders found her very dead
0: mm-hmm. it just shows a breakdown of the society. Of the, the bigger society that we see that this is increasing. Yes. And we're rural. Very. We're probably as rural as you can get. Very. And we're dealing with this here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The So the drug cartels are having some stresses mm-hmm. on them. And for six people in this fairly remote area to wind up dead, and it's all drug related, fortunately, If they could just keep it amongst themselves, that would be awesome. But I know that won't always be the case. And it's really important to work on your personal security in times like these.
0: Yeah. And it shows, as you were talking about the places that are on the periphery, they're going to start falling first. It seems like the local police and the authorities are going to be impotent and Mm -hmm. they're not going to be able to, they're going to continue to get worse and the crime's going to get higher and it's all going to get to a, a certain point where it breaks.
1: Yes, definitely. And until that happens, it's interesting that you bring that up because it refreshed my memory that the County Sheriff's department here is having layoffs and they're actually trying to work with neighboring counties for their Sheriff's department to take areas that they can't always get to in time. So I think that's pretty interesting when we talk about how, you know, the police department is not able to police the entire county anymore because either it's layoffs or something with the budget. I'm not quite sure there's varying opinions about it here, but it's just showing that we have to step in and be our own first responders Mm -hmm. and take care of our own needs. When that happens, I do see a burst of light Mm -hmm. being sprung out from the abyss because that's going to make the drug dealers go extinct fairly quickly. Yeah. And that's what we need here in Appalachia is for rule of law to be reinstated on the local level.
0: Yeah. It's almost like the wild West, especially where it is. We live it. I just don't know what it is. There's just this feeling that we're very much on our own mm-hmm. and that that comes from experiences because when we've had trespassers, it takes the police 20 to 30 minutes to get here.
1: And then when they got here, we explained the situation to them. We tried showing them the pictures. We even said what the guy was wearing and they go to the house that the guy walked to and they they stand there and laugh with the guy who mm-hmm. admitted the trespassing But then they said that they're not going to arrest him because I incorrectly identified him. Yeah,
0: because we said we didn't know if he had a beard or not or something. Yes. When he admitted. To doing it. To doing it. And then the police officer said they didn't see him do it. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't arrest him. That's right. What? Yeah. So that's the type of things that we're talking about that you need to uh, protect yourself and your property. And you need to be thinking about everything around you. And then whatever is beyond that border, fuck it. Mm-hmm. You need to stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Don't need to worry about these Chinese spy balloons. They don't, e- even if they exist, I don't even, I'm not even sure if they are a real thing right now, but let's say they do exist. They don't care about what you're doing. They really don't. They don't care about who you're talking to in your Facebook fan group.
1: Can you shoot it down? No. So right. move on, move
0: on. Yep start thinking about your personal resilience and the resilience of your family and your land, everything else you need to let it go.
1: Right. Because we're talking about how the, everything the government is like, look over here, look over here. You know, the UFOs, they all of a sudden they started springing up with this spy balloon and Biden's the hero for shooting it down after it went through half the country. And also it went over the Pacific ocean uninhibited but now all of a sudden we're supposed to be hyperventilating about that but then real issues like the train derailment or the water treatment plant in jackson mississippi you don't hear anything about that mm-hmm. you, you no, all you know, the problem hasn't gone away from those people yeah most of the mainstream
0: media didn't cover it until enough people on social media were talking about it mm-hmm. and that shouldn't be the way that it is i know yeah. you know they're supposed to be you know the news organizations where we get uh, the most factual information but now they're 10 days late Mm -hmm. and and we're getting all the
1: factual information from someone named susan on twitter exactly yeah i also wanted to talk about the chickens being sold out from meyer hatchery in ohio no less and mcmurray hatchery in I believe they're in California, but the black astralorps are sold out until the end of the year already.
0: I think we're going to see that a lot. Everyone's up in arm about the, the egg prices. Mm-hmm. Now you start to think about, okay, why are we having chicken issues? Well, part of it was last year, millions and millions and millions of chickens were killed in fires All over the place, all over the country, all over the world, uh, food packaging and poultry facilities were going up in flames. So that caused a problem with the the supply of chickens throughout the world. And now everyone's just trying to get their own chickens. Mm -hmm. This also kind of goes into another issue just to think about, just because people are talking about it, that they think something's wrong with the chickens laying eggs. (laughs) that they think there's something up with either the feed, something's making chickens not lay the eggs. I think that's called winter. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of chickens, they molt, and they just take the winter off. Their bodies are the ones that are... The body is what produces the eggs. They don't, you know, have a say in the matter. Yeah, they're not
1: robots. They Mm -hmm. can't constantly be pumping out eggs all the time. Right. Unless they're in these animal feedlot concentration camps where they have 24-7 light on them to keep maximizing egg production and extracting from them. But in a natural setting at home, they do go through a rest period for several weeks to several months during the wintertime.
0: Yep, so I just want to say if you have been reading these stories, just I would ignore it. I think it's just more of that crazy drivel and fluff.
1: Yes, because in our first accounts of our chickens, they did stop laying for several weeks mm-hmm. and now they're starting to pick back up again. Yep. So it's really you know, it's just a cycle of life that we just have to be aware of. And to kinda change the the topic
0: and wrap things up for us, what do you think are some ways that people can build their resilience going into spring?
1: That's an excellent question. And, you know, as we're seeing things break down, it's really important that we focus on food production. And when I say food production, I'm talking about staple crops that are going to keep our asses alive throughout the year, not little fiddly greens that we have to waste a lot of time and energy on for only five calories for a handful of lettuce. These staples are carrots, peas green beans wheat potatoes sweet potatoes parsnips burdock a lot of root crops i really enjoy the root crops because in our climate zone seven here we're able to keep most of them in the ground throughout the year without even having to put them in a root cellar or dig them up until we need it sunchokes are excellent for that and it's a perennial staple crop It's native to North America as well, and chickens do really enjoy eating that. It has a high nutritional level, and it helps feed good gut bacteria. I think buying seeds from Baker Creek or Southern Exposure Seed Exchange are really great places to focus your seed buying from, especially this time of year. As we get closer to spring, these places are gonna be selling out of a lot of seeds because it's really been challenging since the onset of the pandemic in 2020, that these places are unable to meet the demand of everyone trying to get their own seeds. So being early to the party is really important. When it comes to fruit trees, the prices are just getting astronomical. And that's why it's really great for us that we learned how to graft and that we're able to do it that way and save some money. The problem is that even though we're in February, a lot of places are selling out other fruit trees if you're able to afford them anyway. So that's something to to consider. But there's Burnt Ridge Nursery, there's Rain Tree Nursery, there's Century Farm Orchards in North Carolina, which is excellent for grafted apple varieties. There's One Green World in the Pacific Northwest. And those are places that I've purchased from before. We're not being sponsored by them or anything, but I just really enjoyed their plants and their products. Also, go on our resources page at newrevenantsociety.com because we list a variety of nurseries and seed suppliers that are excellent and that we would love to see you purchase from because we know that they're really top quality organic non-gmo there's also books on there and videos to help you out as well from tiny house construction to digging your own well with the contamination that dominated our conversation today i think it's really important that we're growing as close to home as possible and You know, in a situation in Ohio, if you're downwind of these contaminants, there's not a whole lot you can do. You could do row covers and protect your plants from that. But for the rest of us who are fortunately not in that situation, it's great to be able to start growing things at home. And especially now to start planning how to do that. And one of my favorite books to do that is Intro to Permaculture. It's around 40 to $50 on Amazon, and you'll find that in our resources page as well. But that's what I use to design this property, and it's been a godsend because it shows what to put where for everything from your narrow garden beds to your broad beds to your fruit trees and your chicken coops. It's all based on permaculture principles of energy efficiency. And since we're going into an era of resource scarcity, giving a damn about energy expenditure will be very important.
0: And I think also from my perspective, I just wrote a couple of notes down while you were saying that. I think for resilience, some of the top things that I think you need to kind of pay attention to, especially going to the spring as society gets even closer to collapsing we're seeing it in in the stock market Uh, the first is security Uh, if you have a piece of land definitely check your security if you can get fences up get fences up if you can get security cameras we have a really great one that it's it's on the article that i wrote about homestead security and you can log into if you're off grid they have ones that are 4g lte Uh, And you can pay a small fee per month to have a data plan for your camera. Uh, Just something to think about. Have it in the forefront of your mind. The second is medicines. If you can uh, go and stock up on any kind of antibiotics, uh, we like to use, it's called Bypharma.md. I can put it in the, the show notes of you can go and get uh, antibiotics and stuff, and it's a pretty reputable company as well. And then the last thing to build your resilience is, obviously it's important to plant a garden so you have uh, fresh food, but I would also, if you have extra money at the end of the month, think about putting it towards your deep pantry or your emergency food.
1: Yeah, I think that was really good. And on the website, we have a variety of articles, like you mentioned about the homestead security. I also written a few about finding home. That would be really helpful for people looking to relocate. And going into the spring, there are some articles about grafting, growing your own food, and and also the the second article
0: that you wrote for the uh, the church the churches, we gave them what to plant. That's also a really good guide for anyone else that is looking for kind of like, you don't know where to start of mm-hmm. what to plant. That's a really good guide that you made.
1: Yeah, that's true because it has a lot of resources that people are able to, to focus on. And then also if you're on the East Coast, I listed a bunch of plants that are disease and insect resistant that we can grow here.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with us or read some of the articles that we were just talking about, you can check them out at newrevenantssociety.com. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you.